Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. Over the course of my life, especially after the time that Kathy and I committed our all to God, I, we, have had the privilege of sitting under the ministry and teaching of some wonderful and godly human beings. One example, again, was during a Sunday night worship service in 1972, at the time that I served as a high school pastor. Kathy was faithfully doing her leadership duties in the church nursery, and regrettably, she would miss this night's gathering. I was sitting up front very close, maybe in the first or second row down near the front of the stage, next to some of the other church pastors as our worship time began. When worship time was over, Senior Pastor Ralph Wilkerson slowly escorted our guest speaker from her chair next to his right over to and up the three stairs leading to the large round stage. Once there, she began slowly walking toward the podium at stage center. She was a short, tiny bit round and a little shaky, 80-year-old gray-haired woman. She wore her hair up and she wore dated glasses on her kind and weathered face. She wore a very simple flowered pattern dress and long white socks on her somewhat bow-legged legs. And she was a saint. And she was a hero. And as she slowly moved toward the podium, we all, a couple thousand of us in the packed sanctuary, stood to our feet to give her a long-lasting ovation. And when the huge auditorium quieted, Cornelia Arnolda Johanna, also known as Corey Ten Boom, would begin to tell her story. Before we get to that, for those of you who may not know of Corey, here's a quick intro. She was born on April 15, 1892, in the city of Harlem, a city in the Netherlands. It's the capital of the province of North Holland. Corrie ten Boom was a famously known survivor of the Holocaust in World War II. After regaining her freedom, Corrie began an amazing worldwide ministry, reaching and inspiring millions of people with a message of the gospel. And she wrote several books. Her most famous book, which was turned into an internationally acclaimed movie, was called The Hiding Place. It was and is a powerful autobiography that tells how God brought incredible beauty and healing out of her extremely difficult experiences. And this was the essence of her story that Sunday night. She gave us a 45-minute version of The Hiding Place. She started by giving us a picture of her childhood. She grew up living with her parents and three older sisters in a very simple apartment-like dwelling above her father's watch shop, where Corey was taught by her father to be, and she loved being, a watchmaker. She spoke fondly of her childhood and then of her young adult life. She loved her parents and sisters. She described her father 
as one of the most godly, loving, and wisest men she would ever know. Her life was good, but her life would change. It would become most challenging. During World War II, as members of the Dutch resistance, Corrie and her family would help nearly 800 Jews escape the Nazi Holocaust. Inspired by their faith, the Ten Booms had always helped those in need. So, when the Germans invaded the Netherlands, they built a hidden room in Corrie's bedroom. The hiding place was very small, about two feet deep is all by eight feet long, but it could hold six or seven people when a sudden threat appeared downstairs at the shop's front entrance door. But after four years of hiding and helping people escape, the Ten Booms were discovered. An informant had tipped off the Nazis of their activities, and their home was raided. The entire family was imprisoned. Corey and her precious sister Betsy were sent to a notorious Nazi concentration camp, and then to a death camp in Germany where they both went through horrible suffering. Betsy didn't survive the conditions and would end up dying there. But before she died, she and Corey had secretly held Bible studies. Betsy had smuggled her Bible into the camp, and many women came to know Jesus. A few weeks after Betsy died, Corey was strangely released due to a clerical error, a miracle, as Corey called it. Because only two weeks after she was released, all the women in her age group at the death camp were sent to the gas chamber. And Corey, who had been set free, who had previously seen no hope for her future, had suddenly and miraculously found it. She went back to the Netherlands, and then from there, and for the rest of her life, she would travel to the four corners of the world to preach about a future and a hope to many millions. And there I was, on the edge of my seat, listening to this humble but powerful message, a message that offered me a treasure chest, one that was full of invaluable nuggets of insight and wisdom. I'll never forget the sense of admiration I felt and the presence of God I felt. Her message was a beautiful testimony from a humble hero of a woman who had not only survived her past, but she was transformed into a mighty soldier for her heavenly Father's kingdom. And I felt so honored that night to be one of the recipients of her ministry, one of her young students gleaning from her wealth of experience. I'll never forget those most important moments. As I did some reminder research in preparation for today, I dug into some of the attention-getting quotes that came from out of the heart of Corey Ten Boom. And there are many. Here are some. And you may want to replay this episode sometime and write them down. First, here are a couple whimsical but meaningful quotes. The first one, wait, try to imagine an 80-year-old Dutch woman saying this to you. Don't bother to give God instructions. Just report for duty. This second whimsical quote is both meaningful 
and encouraging. It's this. God takes our sins, the past, the present, and the future sins, and he dumps them in the sea. And then he puts up a sign that says, No fishing allowed. And then there are these quotes. I really like this one. There is no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. I really like this one. If God sends us on strong paths, we are provided strong shoes. And the next one, and I've been here. Here's the quote. Perhaps only when human effort had done its best and failed would God's power alone be free to work. This next quote is a good follow-up to the last one. Corey said this, He uses our problems for his miracles. This was my first lesson, she said, in learning to trust him completely. And this next follow-up quote fits perfectly in our current times. I liked it so much, we put it on our website. It's this, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. And these words from dear sister Corey are a perfect lead-in to my summary today. She said, This is what the past is for. Every experience that God gives us, every person that he puts in our lives, is the perfect preparation for the future that only he can see. Wow. The reason I went with the Corey story today is because I believe God, our Father in Heaven, and His Holy Spirit want us to know that and run with it, meaning He wants us to understand that our past moments of life can serve as a wonderful ally to our faith as we venture forward. Because as Corey said, God has no problems, He only has plans. Jeremiah 29.11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. That's His promise to us. As I look back to that Sunday night in 1972, during one of Corey's kingdom assignments, I am again vividly reminded that my Heavenly Father has been with me this far on my path, and He'll be with me the rest of the way. I never experienced anything like a concentration camp. I would call it more like a boot camp. There were some experiences, like that season of horrific panic attacks, that I wouldn't want to ever repeat. But I do always want to remember. Listen to this last quote from Corey. Today, I know that such memories are the key not to the past, but to the future. I know that the experiences of our lives, when we let God use them, become the mysterious and perfect preparation for the work He will give us to do. Dear friend, like me, you have been on a path you have memories. 
As you look back at those memories today, your Father in Heaven wants you to understand that so many of those experiences were training moments, preparation moments, that were placed there in your path by Him. And each of the experiences were necessary to move you forward into the work He has planned for you to do. He's been with you this far. He'll be with you the rest of the way. And He's put strong shoes on your feet. Dear Father, go deep into my friend's heart today, this one that is so precious to you. Give this one clarity. Give this one a clear understanding of the days gone by and all that you were doing during those days. And then give this one a smile over a future and a hope. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.